Hello and welcome to a new episode of Pat's Chat. Today I'm very happy to have Vyasa Kandasamy with me. I am welcome Vyasa. How are you today? I'm good, Pat. I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me on your show today. Looking sure. forward to it. <laughs> yeah, me too. And uh, of course, you're very uh, popular with the new show that you have, Conversations uh, That Matter. I think you started also during uh, the COVID live interviews with very popular uh, people. Well, why, why did you came up with that idea? What, what was the motivator, the trigger for you? Okay, that's a good question. I get, that. I get asked about that a lot. Um, <clears throat> one of the reasons is... Uh, I actually wanted to do something like that for some time back, even before the MCO. Uh, I just never got to do it because, you know, we get busy with our normal day-to-day, -day, you know, work life, operations and all. So, uh, you know, and I, and I forgot about it for a while. So just before the MCO, uh, when the MCO happened, suddenly all our normal daily routines just stopped from, you know, just going, 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 and you get busy, 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 and then suddenly and then you're thinking, what am I going to do right now? <laughs> you know, so then, then uh, as I was just, you know, spent a few days thinking and then suddenly this thing came up uh, to me again in, uh, when I was having a bath and said, hey, why don't we do this at this point of time? You know, we have all the equipment and all uh, because we do videos also yeah, for yeah. our company stuff. Mm -hmm. And then said, okay, let's just do it. You know, let's just get started and just jump into it. You know, if we make mistakes, you know, so be it. So we just started out with, you know, friends that I know who are experts in their field and then it got you know more and more interesting so we invited you know uh, uh, bigger people uh, influential people and all and they you know they agreed to come and share you know and uh, they they are also figuring out things from home so you know I can I could actually catch them you know we don't have to have a lot of meetings before we see them at this time. Yeah, basically it's easier, right? The setup, uh, everything is online and uh, more people are happy to do it because it's uh, also not so much effort for them. Yeah, uh, you got like yeah. awesome, awesome people in your show, uh, like Frida Liu, Datuk Cech, uh, Abdullah thing, many other Datos. And uh, recently Datuk Nicole David also, that was like uh, uh, an awesome talk. Um, then I felt like, wow, well, I need to, I need to have an interview with you all. Also, because that was like something very exceptional. Yeah, it's, it's good to be here on your show, Pat. I'm <laughs> I'm following your shows too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, so what what is um, like all these awesome people you had on your show? What is for you the most, or what was the most exciting one? The one that really uh, you you liked the most for yourself? Right. Okay. So. Um, of course, Dato Nicole was a good one because like uh, she, it took, you know, more than a month. I've uh, been trying out and then finally a friend shared with me, uh, you know, the contacts and then we got, got to arrange a meeting. Um, and then she shared a lot of things because personally, I admire her a lot because she has been a eight times world champion, you know, yeah. uh, consecutively. So that, that, Actually, it's not an easy to be a world champion once in uh, in one year. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, that means you have worked really, really hard, you know, to achieve that that peak performance. But to do it consecutive consecutively for eight years, that you know really takes something, you know, something different, you know, consistency, discipline, persistence, resilience. Everything comes into play, right? So uh, during the time as we share, she's she's so humble. 
but you know she didn't you know like sort of like uh, you know say much about her but from the talk itself we can hear a lot of those points being said while she express her, her thoughts yeah. so that that was very interesting but every one of the the speakers that came about in the show each of them had something really really unique to share so i i enjoyed actually having i couldn't <laughs> cannot really pick out you know yeah, one yeah, good sure. or you know the other one is it's also not fair because each of them talk on yeah. very different topics some Absolutely. of them give some really good business ideas for example like dato james fu ah, and yeah. dato jake mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so they give some really good ideas what they're doing they also share about you know the issues they their own company face and how they are sorting it out so the they 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 be they were very real you know they didn't hide anything they they shared things as they yeah, were yeah and then we had uh, one of the interesting ones was also like uh, you know the interview with the four business people who actually mm-hmm. three business people who really pivoted during this time for example you know a swimming school uh, that that uh, taught swimming during this time you know can you imagine swim- teaching swimming online <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> Or, a challenge i think <laughs> Yeah it 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 was you just really need to think out of the box on how you're going to teach uh, yeah. students during this time another one was teaching cheerleading okay. cheer aspirations yeah yeah so they uh, these are the some of the you know interesting ones and then of course we had a lot of like speakers and trainers who came on the show and and they shared a lot of their own uh, niche areas uh, for example EQ uh, the other one was like you know mental resilience uh, a lot a lot of different things as uh, i personally got from the shows yeah. awesome yeah awesome so yeah i can really recommend it uh, put the links up of course but you can find it uh, yes on on youtube or conversations that matter uh, look at some of these videos they're really really awesome and uh, well, i hope uh, one day i can get as famous as you and i can invite uh, not the goat in squash <laughs> but in tennis of course uh, roger feder that's like i think that's like the same level as uh, that took uh, nicole uh, what she has yeah. achieved in uh, in in squash so uh, really awesome and congratulations on 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 that one So now Thanks, I, I would like to learn a little bit more uh, about the guy behind uh, the mic when you do the interviews that is that is you of course and you just told me before you you were growing up in uh, Kachan but then I know you studied in um, uh, university science right um, yes uh, you have a masters in in engineering uh, that's your background um, so how did you decide on engineering what what were the motivators for you at that time uh, to to go into this uh, topic all right that's that's an interesting one uh, you know in in uh, among indians uh, to do medicine is always like you know one of the things and just 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 my results were not that great and then so yeah so the next option was engineering <laughs> so and i and i just applied to mechanical engineering and i got it you know that was uh, the us university science uh, malaysia campus in uh, it is actually based in para in trono para now, uh, now it has moved uh, uh, back to penang area penang yeah mm-hmm. but it was it was originally in trono in para mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, i just realized when i went there that i just love engineering so much even from young and i i'm just so lucky that when i'm when i'm uh, when i ended up with mechanical engineering that is actually the one uh, field that i really love so much even up to today i'm not really doing engineering a lot 
as you can see. <laughs> but uh, but um, I'm very involved in engineering, and today we have some of the trainings that uh, that involves, uh, and we serve actually. You know, you know what? We actually serve a lot of engineering folks. Mm -hmm. uh, such a small world, man. Yeah, you kept the out. you kept the industry, right? The, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, but yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Please go on. Uh, but but when I left engineering the campus, um, I didn't really go heavily into my field, which is actually mechanical engineering. Uh, I did I did my degree, and and then I went on to my masters in mechanical engineering. But when I left uh, uh, campus, uh, we me and another partner, Sarawana, we actually started out a microchip company, right? Uh, where we design microchips. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. called Cyrus Labs. It's yeah. totally out of mechanical engineering, but it's yeah. very much <laughs> electronic engineering. Which is, I, I read about that. I was, I was surprised. I was like, wow, how can you just move into this completely <laughs> different? Well, it's not completely different area, but... but Microchips is like a different, let's say, a different level, a different size that you are really uh, working on. Oh, yeah. It's just really micro, you know, compared to what, yeah, what we do in mechanical. It's so micro. So, like, uh, Sara mm -hmm. is the, actually the brains behind the, in the company. He's the one who actually designs and he's a, he was a CTO uh, of the company where, you know, we actually did, uh, we started out, we actually started out two guys just fresh out of university and you know we didn't really know much about business the business world so we ended up you know you know finding the roads we didn't know the roads in KL back again when I came back here again we didn't know who's who in you know who are in the business side we wanted to raise uh, do a startup and raise funds but we didn't know any investors we didn't know any VCs and all those things so we started everything from total scratch uh, none of our family members were in business so, so it was That's pretty impressive. fun. It was yeah. a really good ride. It was a mm. really good ride. Uh, we learned a lot of things. The learning curve was super high every day. Uh, at last, we got funding. Uh, okay. We got uh, the first round of funds was uh, about 3.5 million at that time. And that was in 2001. Okay, wow. we, we yeah. started up. Mm -hmm. uh, but to do that, actually, there was a lot of learning behind. Uh, we, we actually met more than 200 or investors. Wow. To actually secure our first round of funds because we we didn't know anything. We mm. we had to start from scratch. We saw yeah. small investors. We saw angel. We saw uh, you know all kinds of investors, and we made a lot of mistakes. You know, mm. uh, it was it's what we can call uh, the young and foolish time, <laughs> <laughs> You know, where you have nothing to lose. Uh, because you know we we are not running a, our own. Uh, we don't have family. We don't have a, you know a wife. We don't have a house and everything. Everything was just fresh. Yeah. yeah. So we could afford to fail you know a hundred times and it's, it'll be still okay mm. at least for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's uh, uh, really a key takeaway here and it's very important when you say you reach out to two hundred investors before you really close something before someone was really. Uh, interested. I think that's like something that is missing maybe with the today's generation. They reach out to one, two, three, maybe 10 investors, then they give up because they think they cannot do it. So you reach out to 200. That's really uh, impressive. Yeah, I, I, I suppose uh, we had a point to prove there also because like, uh, you know, my parents were totally uh, dead against 
what I was doing because you know I studied mechanical engineering and then I just leave out everything and then start going into some unknown business you know where where I don't even I haven't even done business before and all so I had I suppose I was running against time <laughs> uh you know to prove something to to myself and the world that we got to do it man come on so uh, then we just did we just kept on going you know we just uh, we sent out you know a lot of lot of uh you know uh business plans to lot of people and you know some people call you some people call you and and you know talk to you and then some people will just um you know uh, tell you that you can't do this man don't be you don't joke around with us you know you can this is this is not for you mm. so we yeah. we met all kinds of people and it's very interesting actually the whole journey i would have never uh learned so much in such a short time if i didn't uh awesome, go man. take that venture awesome awesome what what happened to uh, cyrus labs in in the end yeah okay so eventually uh, we started up in cyberjaya we had more funds we had uh, you know we went on to subsequent funds we opened up an office in uk and also ireland mm-hmm. uh, we ended up spending mm-hmm. a lot of time in silicon valley at mm-hmm. that time oh wow uh, california nice. yeah because mm-hmm. that's where everything's happening you know You, yeah. we can be in Malaysia and then you know shout out all you want but nobody's going to look at you so we had to go to conferences in like you know California you know keep going there to uh, like you know typically it'll be like at least one or two weeks every month to to gain some traction uh, but what we realize is uh, the the companies there in silicon valley normally start up with an initial fund for especially for a microchip company it starts from 5 to 10 million US and then quickly they wow. go within one year they raise another round of funding mm-hmm. so what we raised here was actually peanuts oh, and of I course see. again being young and young and foolish we thought everything we could do things from here so that was <laughs> that was one of our critical mistakes love we, we mm-hmm. have to be where the action is and at that time in 2001 2002 it, the action was in US mm-hmm. it was like yeah. the hub yeah. where everything gets outsourced you know to all over and if we are not close to the customers that was a big mistake for a big overlook from our part and again you know we cannot survive with just you know, a small round of funds like a uh, total we we raised i think close to 12 million uh you know from various sources but that's just 12 million ringgit it's just too little for for such a big idea and we have mm. to get closer to the 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 business so eventually yeah. in 2007 Uh, we folded here yeah okay. okay okay so that 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 was what happened understand yeah okay uh, anyway i think a uh, great experience that helped you in the next ventures that you that you created and what i found really interesting is that you you just mentioned it before okay you studied topic a then you went into uh industry b and the next one was even industry c nothing to do yeah. with like uh engineering microchip design uh you started businesses that a business that uh, uh was focused on incentive rewards and loyalty programs right that uh maybe you can let us know why why you changed completely again from right, uh, right, your right. first venture that you had okay um you really did your research but <laughs> so this yeah you know this this company was actually uh, it's called business process in fact it's still around right uh, it's still going around uh, it's just we just uh, uh 
we have just moved the partnership has has changed and i've exited from the partnership okay. uh, the, this business is actually dealing with rewards uh, we deal with a lot of uh, we dealt with a lot of uh, b2b customers so we dealt with companies like uh, you know uh, crocodile uh, that at that time htc you know phone companies and all uh, we we created rewards for them to reward their clients whenever they purchase something is just to enhance the buying process okay uh, mm-hmm. uh, so it it helps customers to decide faster to get the product okay incentivize them so this comp- this again uh, this one was actually by accident so we were actually looking i was actually looking for you know things to do after the you know the previous uh, company has folded and all so we are actually looking for different things to do and you know what and then a, f- a few of us friends came together and said hey, uh why don't we check out this part because we it it uh we we got to know about this idea and then we started experimenting and then it started it started working and uh it started growing so we hit some good figures and some very good clients uh people enjoyed the the products and then we we started uh expanding from there all right and then about 7 years ago uh because we had some different directions and all that so i ke- exited from the partnership and then i started this cat training center which is <laughs> and again, what i'm doing right now yeah, yeah and again you started something completely different you went into a uh, training um yeah. which you uh, are still connected like since I, i think the company also was founded uh, some, some more years ago in in 90 yes uh yes, so that's yes, like a yes. two two decades old company now <laughs> that you're you're leading and and owning um that that is um quite interesting in itself because there must be a lot of uh changes when we talk about trainings right over two decades yes. Um, yes. you started with uh, cat trainings um that was okay at least related to your your engineering yeah. uh, studies yes. uh but today uh you do a lot more than that maybe you can uh, walk us through uh what what the the company is about today and how it really changed over like 20, 20 years right so when i started uh, this this training site have been in fact it was earlier than the microchip one Uh, it was more like me personally training so and and uh, at the beginning we were training a lot of like autocad autocad is actually uh, you know very common commonly used engineering drawing uh, and engineering design software computer aided design software and i was teaching it a long time ago and that's one thing that stuck with me after the you know from from campus days i loved the 3d part i loved the 2d part you know i loved how a design can make you know bring Uh, something to yeah. a reality uh, for example you know the things that we see in front of us right now itself like the mouse the keyboard the laptop the phone everything is done with you know computer aided design so uh, I, I, we uh, as i was st- started then back then 1999 it didn't really stop because from time to time i always do trainings myself and then just 7 years ago i started this company where we actually do training in a bigger way where we we you know meet clients directly and then you know get projects uh, a lot of our clients are actually construction based and uh, engineering based uh, but today we have actually diversified our trainings to a lot more than just construction and engineering that hence the name cat training it started with computer aided design 
So now we have evolved. We do things like Excel, data analytics, you know, IT, IT stuff, mm. uh, Python, and all. Yeah, a lot more. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, a lot more than before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I have, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, of course, one one debate we have always about the training is. Uh, Uh, is it worth to go uh, to a training center, see a, a physical trainer, sit with other uh, uh, colleagues or like even competitors in a room and learn something versus how oh, can I just do a webinar on online training? I think that changed over the last uh, three months right. where we or yes. maybe also you were just forced into uh, online training. Uh, but what is your take on this in general? What what uh, was your preferred way before right. COVID and How, how do you After deal with it right now? Okay, that's a good one, actually. That's a really uh, pertinent question, uh, <laughs> especially during this time, really. Um, in fact, uh, we, if you ask me, and a lot of people out there still prefer uh, this, the physical trainings that we do in a classroom setting, you know, either in a classroom or in a hotel. Uh, in fact, uh, we, do, we have already started online trainings for quite a while. There are a lot of different challenges uh, when it comes to online training. But first, let me just share with the, on the physical training. There's a lot of, yeah. uh, when we do a classroom site uh, set training where it's instructor-led, there's a lot of uh, non-verbal cues that happen during the time. For example, how the person frowns, how the person looks at something. You know, some people are shy. They don't really share, you know, what they don't know. And then we can actually go around looking at the monitors, uh, seeing what they're doing. So we can spot problems and show them, you know, so it, we can take a lot of fast action. Uh, versus online training, uh, which we are doing right now, there are sometimes, you know, what we see is like, uh, we don't, we don't, uh, very often we don't see them physically because some of them shut the monitor, you know, for various reasons. Sometimes they're at home, maybe the background is not good or their hair is too long or messy, you know, all those <laughs> different reasons. So we actually miss out straight away 50% of, uh, we, we normally see something and then we hear something. So immediately we have lost out 50%. So now we have to learn how to enhance it with other mod uh, modes of uh, things. For example, like, you know, having the chat rooms, having the chats, having the whiteboards, you know, uh, you, we have to engage with some form of games at the beginning and grounding, you know, for example, like breathing and, so, so that we get them ready there for the training because they are actually at home. You know, kids yeah. are fighting yeah. at the background. Sometimes we have yeah. seen like cats fighting at the back. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, when we're at home, a lot of things are calling us all the time. So the we need to find a way yeah. to, yeah. yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have seen children coming up suddenly, you know, mm -hmm. and then calling them, sometimes TV yeah. at the background. So many, many different things. There's a lot of distraction. Uh, but then again, uh, like it or not, COVID is going to be around for a while. It's not going to be totally eliminated in the next, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I can say easily one year, one and a half years. Mm -hmm. So it will be coming and going. So we have to be prepared. And some companies are not going to be uh, open towards classroom training. A lot of companies are also asking us to do physical trainings back again, but we have to explain to them that, you know, right now we can't do this because of yeah. the, you know, regulations and all, and also yeah. for safety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we are figuring that one out, but the thing is like online, like it or not, we just have to do it. Mm -hmm. But what I find is it's not as efficient as the face-to-face -face training. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So okay. for, yes, yeah. it, that's mm -hmm. for sure. 
uh, it's about I can say easily is only 70 to 80 percent as mm-hmm. efficient as an online uh, you know face to face training. Yeah. But having said that, there's also some benefits uh, in terms of online training. So previously, you know, sometimes we have like logistics issues where people have to come to mm-hmm. a training place to do a training and all. Yeah. Or sometimes the trainer have to go to a place. Now, uh, we can actually get it done from anywhere. So people from, you know, as far as Penang, uh, sometimes they want to come and follow our training. Like, you know, mm-hmm. for example, certain AutoCAD or niche topics, they can't follow it. But now they can. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, we can have one uh, customer from Kuantan, one customer from Penang, one yeah. from Sabah and Sarawak. Mm. They don't have to fly in. There are customers who actually flew in just to get, you know, to do yeah, the training. Yeah. So, wow. so okay. now we we save all of that because everyone is has accepted mm. the fact that online training is here to stay. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so your reach uh, gets far bigger, right? Or I mean, exactly. the cost for both you and also the customer gets also lower because of the travel and. This kind of things. Yeah. That's right. So we just have to figure out the the interaction part. Uh, we have to figure out how to make it interesting and be okay that we don't teach the full, uh, you know, the full hundred percent. We 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 set our target slightly lower uh, on what is delivered. So th- that way we can you know uh, not stress ourselves and the participants also not too much. Okay, yeah. I understand, and uh, I agree with you. Um, it probably takes some more time. Uh, it's interesting that you mentioned some companies are requesting that uh, you get back to physical trainings, uh, so they demand you. But uh, in the end, probably uh, you just opened a new business opportunity or line here uh, by offering the two uh, mo- modes. I would say in the end, like an offline training or a physical training, and then also an online training and. Uh, Customers can choose in the end. Yes, that's right, Pat. That's right. I think I think the physical training will be coming back soon with more safety precautions. I think as it should be coming mm-hmm. in as early as June or July because I think HRDF is already looking into that again how to get the uh, trainings going on again. But uh, on I think on the other side we shouldn't let go the online side because that's also another opportunity and then we can teach more people with this. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, uh, maybe also things like uh, virtual reality or augmented reality trainings uh, are in higher demand. More opportunities for you also to uh, venture into these areas. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. In fact, we are looking into these areas right now. So already, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yes, yeah. yes. Awesome. I saw one more topic that you're offering. I, I wanted to uh, touch on uh, at the very end of this uh, talk. That was 3D uh, printing. Uh, okay. And that's one of the, let's say, newer uh, topics that that people should learn or can learn. So what what you really teach in this area? What is uh, what is the fancy thing about 3D printing <laughs> and where, where does it really help today? Okay. So 3D printing, uh, in fact, we started, we offered this uh, starting about five years ago, uh, where we wow. got a printer. Yes, five so years not ago. So new. Yeah, not so new anymore. It's not so new, <laughs> but it still sounds new. <laughs> you know, rightly said there. But uh, 3D printing is interesting. Uh, it it was, at, when it was, you know, starting to come out in the year, uh, becoming more popular, uh, which was about, you know, five to seven years back. Uh, it was the hype thing at that time, you know, something that, you know, 
uh, there's a lot of talk about 3D printing, you know, the technologies, this is the future thing and all that. But in reality, uh, it's actually a very nice thing to have and a few selected uh, industries will benefit from this. Not everybody. So they, what they wanted to do is, you know, get it just like getting a normal Canon printer to, you know, every home. They wanted to get a normal 3D printer into every home, but that never really happened. You know, yeah. that was just <laughs> something, a prediction, mm. but it didn't really happen. But again, there's a lot of benefits, for example, for like small manufacturers who want to do like simple uh, items, which like, you know, the quantities 100 to 500 pieces and all. It totally doesn't make sense to actually do a tool and die, you know, the mole and all for that low numbers. Okay, so it makes sense to 3D print them in, in that kind of quantities like 100 mm -hmm. pieces, 200 pieces, 500 pieces and all that. And then you want to change the design. It saves a lot of cost by 3D mm -hmm. printing it. So all you need to do is just model it and then 3D print it. You don't have to create the mold and the design which can take one to two months to design and it yeah. can cost yeah. up to 40,000 ringgit to 50,000 ringgit, oh, which yeah. is too expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. when you do 3D printing, so like example, one case study I can share with you is like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, this at one time about, you know, last two years, WAPE was so popular. Waping, yeah, 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 right. So they had this, you know, these small devices, the square devices, mm -hmm, and then people yeah. started as it was getting more popular. People like to put some casings on top of it. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah? Mm. so that one. So some of the small uh, distributors of that they wanted to have designs coming up and changing very fast. Mm -hmm, so they only yeah. sell like you know 100, 200, 300 pieces. So oh, it doesn't okay. make sense for them to actually yeah. create a mold. And then go through the whole process and it mm. costs like, you know, 40, 50,000 and, and one or two months of lead time just doesn't make sense. So when they had this 3D printing option, so a friend of mine, a good friend of mine who does, you know, all this 3D printing. So he, he did this project and he, he just, you know, kept on, you know, new, new designs come in. Okay. The next day they can just release it, you know. Uh, 100 it's pieces, 200 pieces. Faster and, yeah, and no mass production. That is basically uh, yes. the target market. Yeah. Okay, Correct. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Understand. Okay, thanks a lot for, for sharing also this uh, small area we, we picked out. Uh, maybe at the end, I, I would really like to ask you, um, now you have gone through so many different uh, companies uh, like let's say also industries that you were uh, touching do you have any regrets that you didn't like like one of the earlier companies were more successful or is it like <laughs> the training that is your baby now and uh, you're happy that everything uh, worked out uh, like everything happened as it happened yeah i think i think there's a good one good question uh, of course, like when we are in that company, we always want it to be successful. <laughs> like, you know, for example, the microchip company or the rewards company. Uh, and and uh, even I was involved in MLM for a few years or so before the rewards company. Uh, so we did very well in each of it, but there were the up times and also the down times. Uh, and I think it's all part of my learning. I, I cannot regret any of them. Uh, it brought me to where am I today. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a lot more calmer. Uh, I can face, uh, you know, difficult times. You know, uh, last time when I first faced the first difficult time, it's like, you know, the whole world is coming down on me. Mm -hmm. The second time, it's still like coming down on me, but okay, a little bit better. But now it's like, okay, you know, it's just part of business running, you yeah. know, it, it, things 
can go wrong and it will go wrong so we just have to you know just come up with, come out of it you know just balance things out uh, and always know what is important family and all and 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 just move on from there and learn and you know keep learning <laughs> uh, you know learning things Absolutely. Awesome. I like that. Uh, really appreciate again uh, your time sharing uh, your experience. I think it was uh, very valuable to to learn uh, from you, hear that, hear those stories. Uh, and I hope um, uh, many other will also be inspired by uh, well the failures that you had to go through to be uh, <laughs> successful uh, in the end. So uh, yeah. thank you very much uh, for, for your time and sharing. Thank you for having me, Pat. Likewise, thank you for having me. <laughs> thanks. And thanks to you for uh, watching this episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, a new episode of uh, Pat's Chat. Uh, have a great day and stay safe. <laughs> Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by Adrian Koo FMC. He is a remote, multidisciplinary creative designer, entrepreneur with niche designs in 3D, packet designs, event designs, and branding. Aaron Koo, FMC loves to connect via LinkedIn. Just search for his name.